Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class. A short Bible study, only about 13 or so minutes, but every single day, seven days a week, keeping us in God's Word and thereby helping keep us focused on a relationship with God, upon our soul's salvation, our spiritual life, but also helping us to be better able to deal with whatever life throws at us every day, because we're looking at it from a spiritual perspective. We encourage you to help people in your life grow stronger in their faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So share these short studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around and ultimately get to heaven, a great blessing for them and for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today. We're going to get back into our line of thought. We're still in this longer series of heart troubles, problems of the heart from a spiritual perspective. And we've talked about a whole bunch of them to this point. We've talked about hatred and laziness and gossip and worry and unforgiveness and ungodly pride of making harsh judgments and being hypercritical and finding fault with others. We've talked about anger. And in this particular section of our series, we're talking about fear. Fear. Well, we've talked about phobias, and phobias is, is identified for us as uh, an extreme expression of fear about something or some situation. And so at one time, there were listed in our English dictionary 30 different phobias. That seems like a lot right there. No, but the number has grown tremendously, as I guess more focus and study has gone into this particular debilitating disorder psychologically. And so I started going through a list not long ago, and and I stopped counting after the C's because I'd already come to over 100 different phobias listed just through the letter C. Well, A lot of people, they do not take some particular action in their life that they really want to pursue, they really want to benefit from because they're afraid that they'll fail. They're afraid that they'll be rejected. They're afraid afraid that they'll mess up. How sad. But the the greatest fear with the greatest consequence that the devil will try to plant within our heart, within our mind within our emotions, is the fear that we can't live a faithful Christian life before God. And so great many people never take that step. They never make the commitment to repent of their sins and surrender to their Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in baptism so the blood that he shed on the cross could cleanse them of the guilt of their sins, Acts 22 and verse 16, because they're afraid They have succumbed to that fear that the devil has planted in their heart, in their mind, that they can't live the life of a faithful, dedicated Christian consistently. God assures us that we can, and we've talked about that. He'll be there to help us, 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. Well, we've talked about two kinds of fear. One kind of fear is commanded. It is instructed. And that is that we are to fear God and keep his commandments. But that kind of fear is not the idea of being terrified and shaking in our boots, being afraid of God, unless we're not living faithfully before him. 
but it is the idea of a reverential fear, holding God in awe and respect. And it's the kind of fear that the Apostle Paul wrote about and instructed in Philippians 2 and verse 12 when he said, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. In other words, with proper respect and and thought and, and prayer, respect for God and his word. The other kind of fear is forbidden. And that's what we've been talking about, the kind of fear that would say, I, I, I can't do it. I can't live a Christian life. I, I can't face the challenges the devil might throw at me or that life throws at me over and over and over and over and over again. We're told that we can trust God. He will be there where we, we, we come up short. He will be there where we come up weak. He will help us along the way. He'll not allow us to be tempted beyond what we're able. He'll make the way that we can say no to the temptation. And it even says in that particular verse that God is faithful. 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13. God loves us. He loves us so much that he sent his son to the cross to die for us, to pay the price for the guilt of our sins. John 3 and verse 16, Romans 5 and verse 8, and on and on and on the verses go that talk about that. Well, I want us to think about the terrible consequences of the wrong kind of fear. Living with fear can have, a, can have crippling consequences on our lives. One such consequence is torment, torment. We read about that in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 18, where the apostle John wrote, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Debilitating, paralyzing fear that keeps us ineffective in whatever the situation might be, it is a fear of torment, isn't it? It's, it's, it's a feeling of, of, of anxiety and terrifi- being terrified. It's it, torment. Unchecked anxiety can develop into debilitating phobias. And outright fear can literally be paralyzing, as seen in the reaction of the guards at Jesus' tomb in Matthew 28 and verses 1 through 4. When the angel appeared to roll away that stone, those Roman soldier guards fainted on the spot because of fear. Sometimes people can find themselves in a situation that seems to be so fearful to them that, that they can't even speak. They can't even move. They're just frozen right there. Well, in this case, those guards, the text says, became like dead men. In other words, they fainted and fell to the ground. Such fear can cause people to not live up to their responsibilities, to not take actions they should take, and that would be to their benefit and to suffer, and and, and they end up suffering as a result, as was the case with the man who received one talent from his master as we read earlier in this particular section of our study, Matthew 25, verses 25 through 30. He was so fearful that he'd mess up with the sum of money that his master, who was going on a trip, 
entrusted him with that he, he just dug a hole and hid it in the ground. Now, two fellow servants, they took what the master had entrusted to them, and they put it to work. And when their master came back, they gave him a profit. But this one, he was fearful. The text says he was afraid. And so he dug a hole and put it in the ground. He presented it to the master, and perhaps he might have expected his master to to say, yeah, good job, you didn't lose it. But instead, the master said, you wicked and lazy servant. And he took that sum of money from him, gave it to one of his fellow servants to continue to use, and then he said, cast that servant into outer darkness. And of course, I think we're to understand it is an illustrative kind of story to talk to us, to teach us about the dangers of not using the blessings that God has blessed us with and continues to bless us with in his service and to exhibit our dedication and faithfulness to him by so doing. And the outer darkness, where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth, the text says, that's that's hell. That's eternal condemnation in hell. Lost sinners often refrain from becoming Christians for fear that they will not be able to live a faithful Christian life. They learn about their sin. They learn about sin's condemnation. They learn that Jesus is there as their Savior, and that if they will surrender to him, repenting of their sins, and that means turning away from them, and being baptized into Christ, immersed, buried in the waters of baptism, that the blood Jesus shed on the cross will cleanse them of the guilt of all of their sins, and they will become a new creation spiritually. Acts 22 and verse 16, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. They will be reborn spiritually. John 3, verses 3 and 5. But the devil has been effective in planting that fear in their heart so that they think, I can't do it. I can't do it. And so they never obey their Lord, and they stay lost in their sins. Similarly, otherwise faithful Christians cower in serving God in some ways that they could serve God. I remember many years ago, a young man had just recently become a Christian. He had learned the truth. He had obeyed. He came to services one day, worship service on a Sunday morning. He looked on the bulletin board. He saw that his name was down to lead a prayer before the congregation. He was so afraid he left the building. (laughs) Left the building. Well, he could have been assured the congregation would have been totally supportive of him, even if he stammered and stuttered as he led that prayer. But how many other times do we not talk to somebody about the church, about Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior, because we're afraid that they'll reject us. We're afraid we'll say the wrong thing. Maybe we're afraid they'll laugh at us. We need to not let the devil control us through that kind of fear. And this kind of negative fear 
can actually cause failure in our lives. A failure that is much more profound and far-reaching than simply messing up in the job one day or messing up in the job and getting fired and then having to go find another job. In some cases, this kind of negative fear could even lead to the very thing that we fear in the first place, and that's eternal condemnation in hell. As long as Peter kept his eyes on Jesus, he was able to walk across the water to his Lord, who also was walking on the surface of the water. But when Peter became focused on the storm around him, he became fearful and he sank into the water. Matthew 14, verses 28 through 31. You do not want to sink into the condemnation of sin. As long as we walk in faith with our lives properly focused on the Lord, we can navigate the rough waters of life successfully with God's help. But when we become distracted by the storms of life and shift our focus away from our Lord and Savior, we can easily find ourselves being overcome by those storms. We'll finish our study next time. Let's pray. Father, help us to recognize the dangers of letting fear rule in our hearts, in our lives. Help us to put that fear out of our hearts and help us to walk with you and away from the devil. Help us to accept the assurance that you will be there and help us overcome our fears and help us to walk faithfully for the rest of our lives on this earth. Please, Father, please, please forgive us and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.